The Atlanta police plan to walk off because of what is happening to one of the officers. The COVID-19 second wave is a bunch of BS promoted by the mainstream media. And this black woman exposes the Black Lives Matter narrative to the liberal white faces. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to the Joey Saladino Show. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news today and more. Now let's get into this. So former Atlanta police officer Garrett Roof charged with felony murder in a fatal shooting of Rashard Brooks, the district attorney announces. This means he could face the death penalty, and at this point, I seriously have no faith in the justice system. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation says it was blindsided by Fulton uh, County's district attorney, Paul Howard, and unaware of the plan to file charges against the officers involved in the Rashard Brooks case while the agency was still conducting investigations. Investigation. The agency was still investigating, and even before any investigation was complete, the DA filed charges against the officer. Which is that's not that I'm assuming that's not how you operate if there's an issue right now. So this is the Georgia Bureau of Investigation has requested by the Atlanta Police Department on Friday night, June 12th, to investigate an officer involved in the shooting at the Wendy's restaurant on University Avenue. We are in the process of conducting this investigation, although we have made made significant process in the case. We have not completed our work, our goal, and every officer involved shooting case. We are requested a review is to complete a thorough, impartial investigation before we submit the file to the respective district attorney's office. The GBI was not aware of today's press conference before it was conducted. We are not consulted on the charges filed by the district attorney. Uh, despite today's occurrence, the GBI will complete its mission to, com- uh, to completing an impartial and thorough investigation on this incident, and we will submit the file once completed to the district attorney's office. So the district attorney is pretty much breaking protocol for this clearly politicized investigation to lock this guy up or even give him the death penalty. So now Atlanta police officers not answering some 911 calls after former cop cop charged with murder. This is what's going to happen. The cops do not feel safe going out and patrolling because when they do do their jobs, they get scrutinized, they get arrested, they get faced with serious penalties for just doing their job. And guess what? People are saying that it it was a taser, it was a taser, yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? Taser in Georgia is considered assault with a deadly weapon. Listen to this. Willie Saul's and charged with aggravated assault of uh, Ms. Pilgrim, and this is for pointing a taser at Mrs. Uh, Pilgrim. And uh, as many of you all know under Georgia law, a taser is considered as a deadly weapon under Georgia law. There you have it. It, It's considered a deadly weapon. So what happened was Brooks was assaulting the officer with a stolen Deadly weapon and assaulted the officer. So the officer had all full rights to shoot back with lethal force. Now, if Garrett Roof is sentenced to death for doing his job as a police officer, even if he's sentenced to prison, prison, we must overthrow the Atlanta government and get him out. I swear. I, I will join arms. I think we should all get together, overthrow that government, and get him out. Because at this point, people are dying. People are being sent to prison. It's only going to get worse. And guess what? It's all for politicized motives by the Democrats. The Democrats do not care who they trample. They do not care who is hurt in their wake of destruction. And we cannot let them continue to destroy this country. So this is what also the DA was saying. DA was saying that, um, let's see, um, after Roof shot Brooks, he failed to give timely first aid. Uh, Explained, I got him. 
then he kicked Brooks as he struggled for his life. The way they're making this sound, the way this DA is making it sound like the cop shot him and said, ha ha, and then stomped him out and, and was like, dude, did you even watch the situation that was happening? If anything, he probably was trying to flip him over to put cuffs on him. And this is all they got, this little screenshot of the blurry screenshot that you can't even tell. If anything, it looks like he might have just tripped over him, if anything. So fearing for his safety and safety of civilians around him, Officer Rove dropped his taser and fired his service weapon at the only portion of Brooks that uh, presented to him. Mr. Brooks is back in the statements. Okay. I think that this officer should sue the F out of anybody he can get his hands on that, that is dealing with this case. This dude, this criminal Brooks, was, he was a criminal. He was a criminal. He stole the police's weapon and fired upon the police with that weapon. Part of me is saying that these officers need to just just leave the Democrat cities. Leave. I, I'm sorry. But these Democrat cities are totally screwed. But at the same time, that is not fair to the people who are stuck, who are stuck living in these Democrat cities that aren't Democrats that actually care for law and order, that actually care for the police. And it's very sad because you got portions of the population that are saying, we want the police, we need the police, we respect the police. And the other portions, the portion that's in power is saying, F the police, defund the police, they're defunding the police, they're locking up their police officers. At this point, who the hell wants to become a cop? And you know what? That's going to make the overall police department more subject to pol to police negligence because any anybody with a good conscious brain is now saying that that actually wants to go out there and do some good on the force they're rethinking and saying you know what i don't know if i want to do that anymore i don't think i should do that and you're going to be getting the bottom of the barrel applying to become a police officer and when you can't fill the slots you're literally going to be filling those slots with the bottom of the barrel it's going to be hurting the police department as a whole. It's going to be hurting police reform as a whole. You need to fund the police. You need to support the police. And if there's any issues, you need to help properly train the police and fix those issues. Defunding the police and locking up officers for literally doing their job is not helping anybody. And it's actually only hurting everybody. But these Democrats don't care. They can't think that far ahead. They think that Brooks was just taking a nap in his car. And then the cops just came over and just shot him dead for no reason whatsoever but his skin color. And if you honestly think that, then you are an extremely low IQ individual. You should not be able to vote and you should be shipped out of this country immediately because your stupid opinions are only making this country worse and you don't even, des you don't even deserve to have a voice. You are literally that stupid. So the mainstream media is promoting the second wave of coronavirus as worse than the first. But guess what? The data shows otherwise. This is the daily death data from coronavirus. As you can see, it's been on a pretty steady slash steep decline since April. It's just constantly been on the decline, well under 1,000 coronavirus deaths per day. But this is how the left operates. They see this graph on a constant decline. And how do they inflate this to be a massive increase as you can see right down here it was just under 500 deaths a day and then there's a spike to about 800 and you can zoom in on that one particular 
segment. You can zoom in on that one little piece of the graph and say, wow, look, coronavirus doubled in just one day. Well, that's obviously because of, uh, it seems to be a lag. It seems to be following a trend where it's constantly on this steady line and there's like a dip and it goes up and a dip and it goes up. And it, but it's on a constant decline. It seems like just a lag in data. Now you can zoom in on any particular part in this graph and get any type of outcome that you want. We can even zoom in on where it has a steep drop because of the the death calculating, uh, the death statistic lag. We can even zoom on on that and say, wow, look, it went down 50% just one day. But then you can, you know, zoom over to the other port- portion and say, oh my God, look, it doubled in one day. You know, you could, you can, you can look at any graphs and zoom in on any particular part of a graph and get the desired outcome that you want. That does not make it true. You need to zoom out and look at the graph as a whole. And the graph shows a, a, a pretty steady decline. And that is based on the inflated numbers. We got to get that right. So this is what CNN is saying. Uh, It's an outcome no one wants but could become a harsh reality, a second wave of shutdowns. Weeks after lifting stay-at-home orders, some states are seeing record numbers of hospitalizations from COVID-19 as thousands of more Americans get infected every day. We're going to have to face the harsh reality in some states that we may need to shut down again, said Dr. Jonathan Rainer, a professor at George Washington. Listen, we're not going to shut down again. We're not. The clear facts are we are entering herd immunity. And the Democrats and these Democrat states can do all that they want to inflate these numbers for their bailouts to help skew the election in their favor. They can do all that they want, but it doesn't change the reality. It doesn't change the facts that this is all a political game, a political hoax promoted by the Democrats. And now that the rioting is coming down, it's winding down a little bit, they need to go full steam with coronavirus to end the Trump rallies, to push for voter fraud, to close election booths. And to attack Trump and to get their bailouts, of course, Uh, because the quarantine fatigue, because of the economic effects of quarantine, another round of shutdowns might have uh, even larger effects on business that may be on edge of not being able to stay solvent, said the doctor. Hey, listen, listen, if we do another wave of, of lockdowns. You better just, you can just kiss your state goodbye. If there is a second wave of lockdowns or we start going backwards, whatever state that you're in, you can kiss it goodbye because that state will be destroyed. These th- the three months of lockdown has destroyed so many businesses and so many livelihoods already. And guess what? People should be able to take the personal responsibility and the personal risk to make the personal decision to go out and go back to work and be a contributing member of society. If you're a liberal little pansy, you can stay the F home. I want to go outside. I want to go to the gym. I don't want to wear a goddamn mask. You want to know why? Because I'm not a sheep. I'm not a dumb idiot. I don't listen to CNN every second of the day. I don't go on Twitter and listen to the K-pop stand saying we're all going to die from coronavirus. I don't do that. I'm an educated human being that's going in, looking at the data, looking at the facts, seeing what this news source, and comparing it to the actual facts, data, statistics, and I'm relaying that stuff to you. Don't be a sheep. I had a friend over the other day who, he's not into politics, and he was actually personally very scared of coronavirus. And I showed him the virusdeathrate.com, and what virusdeathrate.com is, you insert your data, and this uses the CDC. This uses the inflated statistics. And if you input your data, where you're from, your, the state that you're living in currently, um, your age, if you have pre-existing conditions, your, your sex, uh, 
and you can calculate your statistics. And guess what? I have a 0.0013% chance of dying from coronavirus. This is using CDC models. This is using all the data available known to man. I have a 0.0013% chance of dying from coronavirus. Well, dying with coronavirus. So I think I'll take those chances. I think I think I can take those chances. So I showed this to my buddy, and I said, dude, you don't need to wear the gloves. You don't need to wear the mask. You were locked up in your house for three months. What that's doing to you, it's weakening your immune system. And you're 21, by the way. I'm like, dude, you have literally a 0% chance of dying. Do not worry about it. But what you're doing to yourself is you're weakening your own immune system. You need to get out there. You need to get your body... uh, Strong. You need to get your immune system strong by fighting off other diseases. You don't need to live in fear from coronavirus. Odds are you probably already have it, and now you've got the, the, the herd immunity. you got the antibodies. Odds are you probably already got it. So I, I explained to him how herd immunity works. I explained to him the antibody tests that were done months ago, and I explained to him how we're entering herd immunity. And I explained to him how the numbers are all inflated. And I showed it to him, and I laid it out to him, and he was like, wow. <laughs> it, like, changed his mind. He took his gloves off, and he, uh, he, he he's still wearing the mask, I'm assuming, but he, he kind of, you know, n- not as crazy about it, where we were walking outside, and he took it off instead of just leaving it on his mouth. How, how funny would that be? <laughs> it wouldn't be funny if he ended up dying from coronavirus now. <laughs> but I also explained to him, I'm like, listen, even if it was this deadly disease, you wearing a mask is not going to stop it. You're touching your face, you have the gloves on, and you have a mask on. Now you're going in the store, you're touching things, and now you got to take your mask off and you're touching your face. And then you're going to reuse that mask later that you've been touching with your dirty gloves. It, it's not going to do anything. So I said, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. There's no, there's no evading it. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it, unless you're going to stay inside indefinitely, purely sterilized, away from everybody. But that's not even a feasibility. That's not even possible. It's, it's not in a, in a well, realm of reality for anybody to conduct themselves in that type of behavior. So this woman exposes the Black Lives Matter narrative. Hey, liberals, this is my question with y'all. Why are y'all so deceived? Okay. I got a question. Am I a charity case? Do I look like I'm a charity case? Do I look like I need people to go out with Black Lives Matter signs and and protest because I'm being discriminated against? Are you more privileged than me? Am I less than you? Am I just another descendant of a slave? Sweetie, guess what? I paid for my meal just like everybody else here paid for their meal. I'm drinking my water just like everybody else here is drinking their water. And there's people of different races here. Well, I'm trying, I drive a car just like every other race drives a car. I have a nice crib. I got a good job or make decent money. I got an iPhone or whatever kind of phone. I got internet. I got everything else that any other person of any other race would have. I have every opportunity that any other person of any race would have. So where does the inequality come? And my question to you is this. If you feel like black people are so discriminated against, and if you feel like we're not treated equally, My question is, did civil rights actually work or was it a failure? Was Martin Luther King a failure? And Patrick uh, Patrick Hampton is the one who really helped me use that angle. Was Martin Luther King a failure? Was the civil rights movement a failure? Because technically, when you stand outside of your nice suburban neighborhood with Black Lives Matter signs putting me on blast because I'm black, 
okay you're basically insinuating that civil rights didn't matter you're basically insinuating that Martin Luther King didn't matter you're basically insinuating that the abolishment of slavery didn't matter it didn't work so Frederick Douglass and Booker T Washington and all these guys just go on the ground right it's a bug not the stamp bugs saying get away from me anyway that's what you're basically insinuating why white liberals listen to me I don't need your charity case I am free baby and for all of those blacks black people who want to swear up and down that you're not free because you're black and you're still oppressed i'm gonna tell you something right now it's because you're not saved you don't know jesus christ and you're a loser because only a loser gonna think like that i wish i never in my mind thought all my life real quick what she's saying is that white liberals like stop going to fight for me because you don't think that i can fight for myself and i've been saying this narrative for a long time where i think the real racists are these white liberals apologizing for being white and doing everything they can to help the black person because they can't help themselves i think that's the most racist thing in the world to act like Black people need your help. They're independent humans. They're smart. Every, I mean, I, I don't want to refer to them as like them blacks are smart people. They're, they're just like us. They're, there's not there's no difference beside the melatonin on our skin. They don't need us white people to white knight for them. They, they're strong, independent people too. Stop treating them differently. Stop treating them like they need our help. I'm down to help when I see racial injustice, but they're, they've taken it to this extreme where they feel like they need to baby and coddle black people because black people like can't help themselves. That's so incredibly racist. That I would be oppressed because I'm black. So now I'm basically agreeing with the fact that I'm oppressed and I can't have certain things in life because I'm black and I'm going to blatantly say it out loud. I'm black, so I don't have equality and I need affirmative actions because I can't get this. I can't get that. Boo, let me tell y'all something. My plate never empty. I eat good. What you mean? It don't matter what color I am. It's about who you are in your character. Are you one that's lazy and wants to sit and live off of government? Or are you willing to get up and grind and work for what's yours? And I'm going to tell you something right now. The Bible says do not covet. Don't be jealous of someone else because they have a nice car and a nice house and a nice this and nice that. You don't know what cost they had to pay to get that. So now you're looking at them and their nice Lamborghini or their nice mansion and you're judging them because they have it and you don't. But you don't know what they had to do to get that. You don't know whether their family uh, hundreds of years ago were able to uh, uh, work and dedicate themselves to make sure their family had this. You don't know how they got it. Stop hating. It's a lot of player hating cloaked in inequality, if you ask me. That's what I truly believe. It's player hating at its highest form. You need to put more laws in so that we can have what they have. Basically, you're jealous. All lives, whether you like it or not, they matter. And now you got George Floyd's funeral going on right now. And you got the whole liberal team there. Everybody. You got Al Sharpton, Crooked Al Sharpton, uh, uh, Jesse Jackson. Uh, who else? Sheila Jackson. Sheila Jackson. Uh, all them devils. You know, those are sellouts. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what a black liberal is. They say I'm an Uncle Tom. I'm an Uncle Tom. That's true. I am an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom was a man of God. Read his book. Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uncle Tom was a man of God. Yes. My name is Bevelyn and I'm an Uncle Tom. Hi, Bevelyn. I'm an Uncle Tom. But let me tell you something. A black liberal ain't nothing but a house Negro. I said it. I just said it, drop the bomb, boom. 
A black liberal ain't nothing but a house Negro. Tell me I'm not lying. Y'all so y'all so pressed to keep that welfare. Y'all so pressed to stay in Massa's house. Y'all so pressed for Massa to swear up and down that Black Lives Matter and that they need y'all need Master and Master need y'all. Uh-uh, baby, I'm not on the field grinding for mine. I don't need nothing from nobody. I got Jesus, baby. Y'all are house Negroes. A black liberal is nothing but a house Negro. I said it and I meant it. And that's the problem. So Al yeah, you go Al Sharpton, all overseas. of them. Those are the You know what? She, she makes a good point. Just remember the movie Django Unchained where um, Samuel Jackson, he was a house N-word. And he would always be like, yes, thanks, master, whatever. Like he'll, he'll kiss the ass of his master so this way he can stay in the house. And that's kind of like what the Democrat black liberals are doing. They're kind of kissing the ass of the Democrat politicians and the Democrat movement for stuff. Four things. Oh, I want this. I want that. Let me kiss their ass. Let me join their movement. Let me vote Democrat because I can get this. I can get that stuff. There's no independence there. It's very. The Democrats are just about dependency. This woman understands the value of being independent, not dependent, and that's a big difference. And that's that. This is why this message is so powerful. Those the overseers of all the house Negroes. They make, make they sure. manage them. They keep them intact. Mm -hmm. This is what Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson do. They manage all these house Negroes. They find new ways to keep the them LeBron on James board. They find new ways to keep them in, you this know, enticed. They build James new incentives. LeBron James, house Negro. Uh, uh, Stephen Snoop. Curry, he turning into a house Negro. Hmm. Uh, who else? Uh. Them, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg super house Negro with dreads in a blunt. These are nothing but house Negroes. Let's call a spade a spade. I'm an Uncle Tom, because I'm a woman of God. I'm an Auntie, Auntie Tamisha, because <laughs> I'm definitely serving the Lord. I don't got nothing to do with none of that. I don't need to be voting in this and voting in that and putting in a president who's telling me if I don't vote for him, I ain't black. Ooh. Okay, massa. You know, we got to vote for massa, because massa said we don't vote for him, we ain't, ain't black. black. And then he going to kick us out of the house. Ooh. I'm calling a spade a spade, and I don't care who don't like it. I really don't. I really don't. I'm, God. I'm calling a spade a spade. I'm tired of y'all. God bless this woman. This is the thing. This is why we need more Jesus in our lives. This is it's the most controversial thing. This woman just, oh, man, she's going to be canceled by the left. They're probably going to find out where she lives. They're probably going to burn her place down. I wish her the best. But this is the thing. This is why you need Jesus in your life. I don't like to preach religion. If you don't watch my show, I, I never preach religion. I don't like to get into the religious aspects. I like to keep uh, everything non-religious, and I like to keep everything about, I guess, you know, when you're talking about morals and ideals, it, it always relates back to religion somehow, but I, I'm not the type to say, like, oh, let's quote the Bible here, and that's why we need to run our government. No, that, that's not how I operate. I believe in the right and wrong, and that's how we need to operate. Because once you start preaching the Bible and saying Bible verses and quotes, you're kind of alienating the people that are not part of your religion. Whereas certain things like independency, certain things like being a good person, that's kind of a constant throughout many religions. That That's an idea. That's um, more human nature of being a good person. So... But this woman, she makes perfect sense, and she's flipping the entire left-wing argument back on the left wing. And that's why it's, it's so genius, and I'm glad she said this, because this is the same stuff I've been saying, but she was able to properly put it in a proper six-minute rant, and plus, that it's coming from a—the sad part is— that the fact that it has, it has to come from a black person for it to be validated in any sort of way, because when I, a white person, says it, I guess it just doesn't mean anything. 
doesn't mean as much because I'm white. And that's the, that's the sad part about it because I say these things. I say what she was also saying about being independent, about looking at other people who are successful. You're not looking at how they got there and they're just attributing it. Oh, you got there because you're white. Well, that, that's, not the, that's not the reality of it. It's not that simple, just being white and then you just get boatloads of money. The funny Eddie Murphy skit from the back in the SNL days when they were actually funny, where he dresses up in white face and goes around town and says everything is different. The, the public transportation is parties. The banks just give him money. And it's funny because that's not how it works. That's not what actually happens. That's what makes it funny is that it's, oh, just take the newspaper. I'm sure you guys probably seen the skit. And that's funny because it's like, that's not really how, that's not what happens. But it's funny because it is an over-exaggeration over exaggeration of what the left, what the, the radicals think is going on. And that's what makes it so funny. But yeah, God bless this woman. God bless everybody that's breaking the media conditioning and the Democrat conditioning. It is our job, it is our responsibility to educate our friends and families about the truth going on in this world. So, oh, sorry for the burp. I was trying to say. So, share my videos with your friends and family. That is uh, the best way that we could save this country. Peace out. If you support my show and want to help support me financially, the left has been actively trying to destroy my life financially. So, if you can please join my Patreon, patreon.com slash Joey Salas. A link should be in the description. If you could become a Patreon and contribute any amounts, that will go a long way to help me out. Thank you so much.